Live from the Jacob Media Studios. It's Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough on News Talk 1400 WOND. Be inspired. Learn and understand the power of becoming a servant leader and transform your life while serving our nation. Meet those who have served our country. Learn about prosperity and overcome sickness, poverty, and despair. Serving Our Nation begins right now. Good afternoon and welcome to Episode 7 of Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Rev. Dr. Paul McCullough. And before I do anything else, I want to wish a very happy Easter to all the listeners out there. Today is one of my favorite days of the year. Just a very blessed day and I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. And thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. You know, each week I like to tell you just a little bit about myself, and today I just want to briefly tell you about the part of me that is a family man. I've been married for just under 23 years, and this past Thursday marked 26 years together with my wife. We met on April Fool's Day, and I proposed to her two years later on April Fool's Day of 1997. We have two children. My son is 17, and my daughter is very soon to be 13 years old. And we also have what I call an adopted Korean son. His name is Phil. And the reason that is really important today is because of one of my special guests that I'll tell you about in a minute. But my son, Phil, we had an opportunity several years ago when we were at a church in Virginia. The church had at one of its side ministries— it hosted a school, a middle school and a high school, and the school wanted to increase enrollment, and so the best way to do that was for them to bring in foreign exchange students. And so in order to make that happen, the pastor of the church asked all of the congregation if we'd be willing to host some of these foreign exchange students in our homes for the duration of the school year. And so I stepped up to the plate, I said I would be willing to do that, and we had this young man named Sung Pil Chang, who goes by Phil, come and stay with us for just shy of a year. And the entire time that he stayed with us, he referred to my wife and I as mom and dad. And still to this day, he calls me dad and we stay in touch with him. And I absolutely consider him to be part of our family. So that'll be relevant in just a minute. The second thing I want you to know about me is I mentioned a couple weeks ago that my mom's birthday was on the 18th of March, and she has recently turned 70 years old. And my mom has always had this idea in her heart, this burning desire to celebrate her birthday month, not just her birthday and not even just her birthday week, the entire birthday month. And so I wanted to help make that a reality. And so that's where my second special gift, special guest for today comes in. They helped to make that a possibility. And I was able to give my mom a day of a gift for every day of the month. Now, for those of you that may just be tuning into the program for the first time today, I just want to briefly share the heart behind serving our nation. This is a program that is focused on encouraging people to become servant leaders. My goal is to offer hope and encouragement through two stories each week that are focused on servant leadership and this idea of honoring God. Because I really believe that when you truly honor God, that blessings will just follow as a natural byproduct of that. We don't go searching for blessings. We want to honor God, but he is faithful and he will bless us. 
as we are faithful to him. Now, I truly believe that serving is for everyone in all walks of life. And, you know, this is episode seven. And so in the last six weeks, I've had some really special guests in the area of military, Honorable Patrick Murphy, Honorable Ken Wong, Rear Admiral Retired Kent Davis, in business, Colonel Retired Dean DeCibio, Melissa Fitzgerald, Steve Burton, in the areas of faith, Pastor Phil Caparelli, Reverend Jimmy White, and Mr. Chris McCall, and in the area of community, Lieutenant Commander Kristen Leone, Nicole Amelia Casper, and Mr. Bob Frollo. I am so proud of the guests that I've had on so far, and I'm really looking forward to the guests that I have on today and coming for next week. Now, what I want to tell you about these guests is that all of them has illustrated that when you see a need, you need to fill a need because we are all ministers, that we are called to use the very special gifts that God has given us to serve other people. And today I have two more great examples of servant leaders that we're going to talk to. The first is Mr. Dean Wegner. He's a veteran. He's a business owner. He's a board member. He's a speaker and he's a family man. And the second guests are actually a tag team, Nikki and Andy Lucas. They're sisters, they're professional gift givers, and they're business owners. When we come back from the break, I'll be joined by Mr. Dean Wagner. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Sweet dreams, I gotta go. Welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and I'm joined here today by Mr. Dean Wegner. Dean, thank you so much for taking the time to join today. Well, Paul, I am honored to be your guest. I look forward to our discussion. Absolutely. Dean, you have so much rich background. There's so many different things I want to discuss with you, but you know, we both have a shared passion for the military, and we're both veterans, so I want to start with that if that's okay. Can you Absolutely. That is one of the things that's important to me, so I would love to start there. When, how, and why did you join the Army, Dean? Like, what was the driving force in that? Well, I hope you don't think differently of me, Paul, but there was not an intentional plan from day one to say, I want to join the military. Okay. I ultimately held with the military and West Point and my entire Army experience to hockey. My first exposure and interest to attending West Point was when the Army hockey coach reached out. And, Paul, back in high school, I had two goals. One was to play Division I hockey, and number two was to get the best possible education. And when the hockey coach from West Point called, and they have a Division I program, and I did my research on West Point, and the year I applied, it was the number one college in the country. It was just a perfect match from day one. I love that. And so you went to West Point for the full four years? I did. 
a lot of people who knew me back then thought it was a small miracle that I got in and an even bigger one that I graduated. <laughs> and so what did you do after that, Dean? What was your role in the military, and how did that prepare you for your future? So one thing I think, Paul, people aren't as familiar, I know I was not back then, was how many different career paths and ultimately how many different branches there are in the Army. Yeah. And I believe back when I was making the decision, there were 18 different branches. So there's infantry, you know, often referred to as the heart and soul of the Army, the armor, so driving tanks, field artillery. There's all the combat arms, but then there's also combat support and combat service support, so whether it's transportation or finance or military police. And I was really boiled down to two different choices. One, Paul, was infantry. And my thinking is if you want to be a general in the Army, that's where the most generals come from. So yep. I thought about infantry. The other one was aviation, so being a pilot and flying helicopters. And, Paul, you remember that movie Top Gun? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> so that was what almost, in essence, pushed me over the top. I thought, man, what a great movie, and that's the lifestyle I want to live. I want to be an aviator. <laughs> I want to be a pilot. So I ultimately chose aviation. I love that. And how did that tie into things that you've done in the future, Dean? How do you think that prepared you? So here, well, let me first of all say the military in general. I mean, I am so thankful, so appreciative, you know, just the opportunity to have a higher calling to serve a greater purpose. And yeah. I think one of the greatest and most noblest professions in the world is an opportunity, you know, to serve your country and serve in the military. So that, in general, absolutely love and being able to think back of the fond memories of serving our country. But I think what you and I and so many others have experienced as well is just the discipline and the work ethic and the planning and so much that you get from serving in the military. I think that was very general, but one specific one. Paul, tying back to the story around is it infantry and is it aviation? And what I'm doing now with a startup, so ranger school. You know, that was not one of the plans because when you're an aviator, it's rare, extremely rare that you had an opportunity to attend ranger school. But I still remember to this day at ranger school, they got all of us together. I'm sorry, at flight school, they got all of us together and said, guys, once in a lifetime opportunity, we've been given one slot. We're going to have a competition and send one of you. Wow. <laughs> And, Paul, I thought, here is my chance, you know, to see how the other half lived. And I was very fortunate, won that competition, got to go to ranger school and find out just how miserable it was <laughs> doing that. And did you make it through ranger school? I will tell you, Paul, it was by the sheer grace of God that I made it through because to give you and the listeners some perspective, so ranger school, there's a lot of military and doctrine and tactics but at its core, it's a leadership course. Right. And what they do is they deprive you of everything you think you need to survive, namely food and sleep. So for 72 days straight, you're living on one meal a day. You're living on two to three hours of sleep a night and then put in incredibly stressful situations. And on day one, Paul, there were 340 of us. Fast forward 72 days later, we lost 80% of the class, and there were only 70 of us Wow! on graduation day. So Ranger School is all about no sleep and incredible stress and tying to authentically American and starting a business from a blank sheet of paper. That's the world I'm living now. No sleep and incredible stress. 
So, Dean, you mentioned Authentically American. Can you give us a little bit of insight on what that business is and how that started and what that's been like for you? Absolutely. God, family, and country are what my top three priorities and what's most important to me, but you know, I also love business. I'm an entrepreneur and authentically American. You know, We are a veteran-known, American-made, premium apparel brand. And our vision, Paul, is to build this iconic American brand that's truly American-made. We're passionate about creating American jobs, which is why everything we produce is made here in the U.S. And to give you an idea how challenging this endeavor is, when I graduated from West Point in 93, over 50% of the apparel in the U.S. was made in the U.S., and today it's less than three. Wow. I mean, that is all. And... Our tagline, our favorite tagline, Paul, is where's yours made? And it's designed to be provocative because most people don't know. And I would ask all of your listeners, you know, where's yours made? Take a look at your favorite shirt or what you're wearing today. Check the tag. And I would be surprised if any, you know, found an American-made tag. Yeah. How about you, Paul? What are you wearing today? Anything American-made? I don't think so, Dean. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> we need to fix that. <laughs> but, Dean, you know, you and I have been talking for several months now about different topics, and I hear the word servant leadership come from you quite a bit. So how do you practice that as the CEO and founder of Authentically American, and how did, did you maybe live that out as well as an Army officer? So let me give context, first of all, about how that came to be for me, and really being such an advocate for that servant leadership model. And that starts with my Christian faith. Yeah. And the greatest servant I know is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, you think back to the biblical times of Jesus washing people's feet, and it's not like it is today. I mean, feet are dirty and gross, but when people were walking everywhere and they're wearing sandals, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, the Nasty, thought of dirty washing feet. people's feet, and yeah. that was just one symbolic area. So that's one most important way where my servant leadership philosophy comes from. The other, other is from serving in the military. Yeah. And I think it can be, you know, very broad, very big and very conceptual, you know, servant leadership. But the way that is manifested for me, you know, each and every morning, Paul, after my prayer time, I very intentionally think, what does my team need? What does Sarah, what does Pat, what does Brandon, what does, you know, I go through and think, what does my team need to be successful? And that's ultimately my job as the CEO of the leader of our company to enable my team to be successful because authentically American, to be an iconic American brand, to be a billion-dollar brand, to be as recognized as Nike or Polo, it's not going to happen because of me. Right. So I need to think about how I can serve my team, enable them to be successful. Absolutely. And Dean, I love what you said about the washing of the apostles' feet. I don't know if you've seen it, but the logo for Serving Our Nation is a basin and a towel representing that very same action of Jesus washing the apostles' feet. So I'm 100% with you on that. Well, I'd seen it, but didn't make that tie, so that is fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I was really struck by, Dean, when I was reading about you and your company, is that you give 10% of your profits away. And in my mind, that is a tithe, but I'm not sure if all the listeners know what that is. Would you mind talking about that a bit? <laughs> we do. And, you know, you, you know, very picked up 
picked up on that the ten percent. Think of it as a tithe. And you know, we could have picked any number. Four years ago when we launched Authentically American it was a blank sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. So it could have been three percent, it could have been five, seven, but it was an intentional choice with that biblical principle of ten percent. Yep. And for me, tying back to our passion for serving our veterans. When we are giving 10% of our profits to veteran and first responder charities, that is a way for us to honor our American heroes. And as a team, that just reinforces each and every day we need to be doing our best because the more successful a business we run, the more lives we can impact and the greater service we can have to our American heroes. Absolutely. I, I love your passion for business and serving other people. And I also had read in your background that you also serve your community through board work, like what is that like for you, and what, what just the, some of the things that you're involved with? Well, it's not easy, Paul, because you know my wife and I have been married six years. We have four amazing kids, and very intentional about spending time with them. But you know, I'm a big believer in giving back. Yeah, and giving back is around time, talent, and treasure. And the ten percent, you know, talks about the financial commitment. But when you serve on a board. I mean, that's an opportunity to go ahead and share some of your gifts that each and every one of us has, and God has given each and every one of us unique gifts. So when I commit and have an opportunity to serve on a board, it's really two questions for me. One, is it something I'm passionate about, something I believe in? And number two, can I make a difference? Yeah. And I'll give two examples. So... One, I'm a hockey player, played hockey back at West Point, still playing a men's beer league today, have fun with that. So I had an opportunity to serve on the Nashville Junior Predators, you know, youth travel board. And I'm passionate about hockey, passionate about my kids' involvement, so that was an opportunity for me to get involved and make a difference. And the other one, all with you and I together, you know, Operation 500, tying faith to... Our veterans, I mean, that is one that I love personally, given my Christian faith being number one, but also with some of the national TV exposure that we've had with Authentically American being on Fox and Friends and yeah. having a feature story in Forbes magazine and being on Sirius XM radio on Fox Business. You know, to me, this is an opportunity to go ahead and hopefully, you know, leverage these contacts so that. In the future, the work we're doing on Operation 500, there could be a great national media story about what we're doing. Absolutely. And, Dean, I am so thankful that you decided to come on board with our ASM Advisory Council. I really appreciate your thoughts and input there. It is an honor to serve. Thank you. Well, you know, it it's amazing, your background, because that's not even all that you're doing. You also do work as a keynote speaker. So we have about a couple minutes left. I'm really curious of, you know, how do you make an impact on people with the organizations and people you speak to? And what do you talk to them about in terms of Christian leadership? So a lot of the invitations I receive to speak are either from civic organizations, think of a Rotary Club, think of a Lions Club, or from schools and universities, or from chambers of commerce, and... What I love is, from a business standpoint, you know, whether I'm speaking to 10 people or 400, you know, that's been the range. It's an opportunity to share our story. But what I love is when somebody reaches out to me after or has an opportunity to speak to me 
after I share my keynote, Paul. Yeah. And they say, Dean, that was such helpful perspective to share this idea, to share this thought. I hadn't thought of it. Or, you know, this way you looked at this. Or, you know, your commitment and your passion, your devotion, your family, whatever it may be. That is my hope that everyone who's sitting there in an audience you know, has one thing that they take away. And to me, that's the opportunity to reinforce the opportunity to serve and give back. But then you know, it also helps our brand and exposure. Absolutely. So, Dean, I just have one more question for you. I mean, you've had a long marriage, as I have, and used the word intentional multiple times. And I know that you you also adopted a son, as I did. So can you just share with our listeners, like, how are you intentional about balancing the demands of all the things that you're doing? Your board work, authentically American, being a keynote speaker, your family, leisure, all those things. How are you intentional about balancing your time, Dean? It is not. Not easy one bit, Paul, but yeah. intentional, as you're probably picking up, is one of my favorite words. Yeah. And I will tell you, for example, from a business standpoint, four years ago, authentically American was a blank sheet of paper. I mean, literally, it didn't exist. Nothing was there. So <laughs> I'm exhausted because it's literally been brick by brick building the foundation of our business, you know, the systems, the process, the manufacturing network, the marketing, the sale, everything. Yeah. I mean, literally for the next six months could work 24 seven and would never be done. Yeah. And from a practical standpoint, you know, this is how it works for me because every day I make a commitment that I'm going to be home for dinner, be there at the dinner table or our kids with four of them are so active in sports and activities that I will take them to practice. I'll be involved in their activities. So that is one way that we make that happen. But sometimes Paul, there is just so much going on. There is just so much work to be done that I don't go to sleep. I mean, we just keep working until we get it done. And whether it's 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, you know, midnight, we just sometimes have to push through. And that's where, back to the ranger school story, you know, no sleep and incredible stress. That ranger school training gave me some great perspective that, you know, it can be hard, but you can do it. That's right. And I will tell you, Paul, that it's not easy starting a business and building a business from a blank sheet of paper. But, you know, for anyone listening that's either an entrepreneur starting their own business or wants to be unique and innovative, be more of an entrepreneur in an existing organization, if you are pursuing what you love, if you're pursuing what you're passionate about, I mean, it doesn't feel like work. It's just pursuing your passion and what you love. Absolutely. And Dean, I agree with you 100%. Servant leadership and caring for others and showing love to them as the gospel commands us. It's never easy, but when you're intentional, I just love how God honors that faithfulness and he returns blessings upon us that we never even ask for. Amen. Well, Dean, I cannot thank you enough for your time today and coming on the show and sharing with our listeners your very rich and diverse background. It means so much to me. Well, Paul, I am honored to call you a friend and... Happy Easter to you and your family. And happy Easter to you, Dean. Thank you. All right, when we come back from the break, I'll be joined by Nikki and Andy Lucas. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The 
first day of Christmas my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas my true love sent to me three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and I'm joined here today by Nikki and Andy Lucas. Ladies, are you on the line with us? We are. We are. We're here. Excellent. First of all, thank you so much, Nikki and Andy, for taking the time to join me here today on this program. Thank you for having us. This is so exciting. (laughs) We truly appreciate it very much. Well, listen, earlier in the program today, I was talking about your company and the experience that my mom had with Days of Gifts. So before I get into my mom's reaction, I wonder if you would mind telling the listeners what your company does, what Days of Gifts is all about. Absolutely. Um, So what the Days of Gifts is, is we provide an incredible multi-day gifting experience so that people can kind of extend their celebration for days or even weeks. We have customers visit our website. It's thedaysofgifts.com, and they fill out a very simple checkbox questionnaire about their recipient's personality traits and interests, and then any other information they have that they'd like to share. And then um, Nikki and I select the gifts from our kind of curated collection or inventory of unique gifts, and we pair them to the recipient based on those answers to the questionnaire. And then we wrap each gift, we label it for the day it should be opened, and then the recipient receives one big box of all of these gifts, and they start opening one um, every day until the gifts run out. So in your mom's case, it was 31 gifts. (laughs) So this sounds like a really, really incredible idea, and I've never heard of it before I found your organization a little over a month ago. So I'm just curious, like how, when, and why did you ladies get started with this? Where did the brainchild come from for Days of Gifts? That's a good question. So we we did get started back in 2015, but the background was that uh, way back in 2001, Andy was living in Boston and she had broken her ankle. I felt so bad for her. Christmas was coming. So I thought, what a great idea. Why don't I just send her 12 gifts in a box? And she opened one a day for 12 days. And then the idea kind of disappeared. We never thought about it again. And, um, but in 2014, Andy returned the favor to me, uh, gave me, uh, you know, the 12 days of Christmas. And, but this time social media was around. And so I, um, I started posting about this every single day and people were starting to comment and follow along and people would say, Hey, how can I get something like this? And so, you know, we quickly realized, you know, this could be a business. Could we turn a business out of it? Let's just try it out. And so in 2015, that Christmas, it was our very first season. All we offered was the 12 days of Christmas. And, um, it, you know, people had found us all over the country. And so we thought, you know what, let's expand it. Let's turn it into something else. Let's go to Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, uh, birthdays. And then quickly we realized birthdays and just because were becoming the most popular thing. And then in 2020, when people were in quarantine and in lockdown, 
the just because gift became very incredibly popular and important. I, I love the idea. And again, it's, this was the first time that I've even heard of something like this. What has been people's reaction in your experience in dealing with customers pre, during, and post? Like, what do people say about this notion about getting seven gifts or 12 gifts or even 31 gifts to celebrate whatever that occasion happens to be? You know, people are super excited about it. Like you, they're just they're kind of, I think, amazed when they find that there is a service out there. When they search multi-day gifts, it's like, oh, there is something like this. Uh, so they're, first of all, they're surprised that a company like ours exists, which is kind of awesome. And then um, they're excited about how easy it is kind of to fill things out. But then many times um, we hear back from customers after the fact and the recipients, and they are just so excited. They're they're they think of it as just such a unique experience. It's not just opening one birthday gift. It's opening seven days or 12 days of birthday gifts. And like in your mom's case, you know, imagine opening 31 gifts for every day in March and each gift was chosen specifically for you based on your personality traits and interests. It's, it's such a special experience. And I think we just want to make people feel the same way that we did when we gave each other these gifts way back when, because it just feels so fantastic to have these gifts and open them up and look forward to it each day. Yeah, I I love that. And I'm going to tell you about my mom's reaction in a minute, but I I wonder how do you two work together to serve customers across the country? I mean, do I think I heard you say that you kind of both work in tandem to pick things out, but like, is that done over the phone? Is it done at a computer? Do you have a big inventory? Like, what is that process like for you? How long does it take to pick out gifts for one customer? You know, and that's a really good question. We, um, we do spend quite a bit of time on each package because we want to make sure that we're, we're providing the exact special set of gifts for the recipients. We want to make sure that it's going to be a special experience. So, you know, what's interesting is, you know, everybody's using Zoom right now, but Andy and I started using it back in 2015. And because I'm in Ohio, Andy's in Seattle, we've kind of done everything ourselves. We're building it up from scratch, the website, social media. But what we do is we meet on Zoom weekly, and as we get orders and we kind of have a little process where we just run through, um, we're so I don't want to, you know, toot our own horns, but we're getting better and better, like being able to quickly pick things out for people. And, um, you know, we just, again, it's that hands-on experience. We, we spend time with each package and, um, and then we, we wrap each gift by hand and it's, you know, so there's, there's a lot of TLC that goes into it. And we hope that that, we know actually that that's what comes across to our customers that, wow, somebody actually spent time doing this and putting this together feels like a gift that, you know, my mom gave me or my grandmother gave me and it, it came from us and from our hearts. So you're wrapping these gifts individually. It's not coming from a warehouse. It's coming from you individually. Yes, individually. Wow. That's correct. Do, I wonder yeah. if, do you have a most memorable moment, like a customer, an experience that just stood out to you the most as you've been running this business? You know, now, Paul, I'm not just saying this because we're on our, on your radio show, <laughs> but um, I will say this. When we hear from somebody who has a special request to brighten someone's day or brighten someone's uh, birthday or, or something, like the request for your mom, I, I've got to say this was probably our most memorable because we were just getting ourselves ready to be 
even able to offer 30 or 31 days. And this was the most memorable one. And knowing that your mom loved these gifts, it just makes it even more memorable. It will be something we will never forget. I, I yeah. love, and if yeah. I could, if I could just add to, I, I totally agree with Nikki. And I also think that so many of our orders are memorable because a lot of times we hear the backstories about why the customer wants to send this thoughtful experience to someone that they love and hearing from customers and recipients afterwards, we get to hear how special it was and how they looked forward to opening the gifts every day. One uh, recipient over the holidays, she told us that she woke up early every day because she was so excited about opening up a new gift every day. She was getting up at three o'clock in the morning because she was so excited. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Well, if it's okay, I want to just briefly share with you, ladies, a few emotions that my mom has gone through during the month of March. And I think it might be uh, really special to you to hear some of the reactions that she's gone through. Is that okay? Yes, love that. Well, as you know, I asked for the packages to arrive a couple days in advance of the month of March, and that was done very intentionally because I wanted her to experience a bit of anticipation, right? Like my mother loves gifts very, very much, and especially things for her birthday. And so when these three giant boxes showed up, she started asking me all these questions, and I wouldn't tell her anything. And I just kept saying to her, all will be revealed in due time. And she was like really like biting her nails. And so when finally the 1st of March came around, she was just so excited. But there was a lot of anticipation coming towards that time. And then when the March uh, 1st did come, her next emotion was one of surprise. Because she started opening up the boxes and she saw the huge amount of presents. So she called me that day and she was literally crying she said that she had never ever experienced something this good before that someone cared for her that deeply to send her 31 gifts and that huge amount of presents for a present every single day of the month so surprise oh yeah that's so wonderful to hear it really is so then it gets better so then her next emotion was like elation So when she started opening things, she realized that the gifts were targeted and very appropriate for her personality and her interest. And a few times she said, man, these people like really have my number. Like, did you tell them (laughs) things about me? I said, well, I I might have told them a few things about you. (laughs) That's so cool. That is really, that is so fantastic to hear. And it's just, it's such great feedback because we do spend a lot of time trying to perfect how we're choosing the gifts and who they are for and how it would possibly work for somebody. So that is so exciting to hear. I'm so glad. Yeah. And then there was definitely a sense of excitement uh, because, you know, much like your other customer, my mom is not a early riser on a lot of occasions, uh, but she did look forward to it at the end of every day. It was always a really nice way for her to close out her day by opening the next present of that day for the month. So there was a lot of excitement oh, each day and leading up to it. That's cool. What a great idea. Yeah. So she was able to wait because a lot of our customers have said that their recipient was not able to wait. They opened one an hour instead of one a day. So oh. she was able to wait the whole month. I told her it was non negotiable. <laughs> Good for you. 
So then the last one, uh, and the last emotion that I saw her go through was unbelief. She stated this was the best birthday she had ever had, and she didn't think that I would ever be able to top it. And, you know, to me, that really meant a lot because my mother-in-law turned 70 last year, and I gave her a really over-the-top birthday celebration with, you know, a big surprise party and guests and a dinner and dancing and the whole nine. And I wanted to do something similar for my mom, but my mother-in-law lives in New Jersey, which is pretty close to me, but my mom lives all the way in Florida. So there's logistical issues, and then when COVID hit, it became even more difficult for me to do something like that. So when I read your thing, it was absolutely a lifesaver for me to be able to really honor her on her 70th birthday, even though I was so far away from her. Oh, that's so fantastic. It is, it is. It's truly wonderful to hear, and I'm so happy that we were able to help in this way. I mean, it, it just, it, this is why we do it, to hear things like this. It's so meaningful. Well, you know, the other thing I just want to briefly talk about, because I think I saw it on your website, the idea of each day being a gift. And, you know, like today is Easter Sunday. And when you start unpacking that, like the gift of salvation, the gift of Jesus Christ dying for us to save us from our sins. So I I wonder what your perspective is on like the true meaning of a gift and what it really means to be there for your family. I think that um, oftentimes it's the giver who is almost um, more excited and, um, happy when they give the gift to someone else. I always think of that quote, I think it's uh, St. Francis of Assisi, where he says, for it is in giving that we receive. And there's really something meaningful about giving something to someone else and being thoughtful and um, seeing the joy that someone else has, um, you know, by, by what you've done to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think you you brought up family. I think this past year has really been very difficult for people um, because of COVID and getting, we're all locked down, but um, we've been kind of isolated. So it's sort of that same thing. Any way that you could show a person, hey, I'm thinking about you, I hope you're doing okay, um, is so valuable. And so we're just happy that we could kind of help and, and enable that and be a part of it to help people show that they care. Yeah, I, I love that. We only have about a minute left, but I wonder if you could just briefly share with our listeners your thoughts on the importance of valuing each day as a gift, every single day being yeah. something that we need to cherish. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, time passes by so quickly, the vacations, the days, the years, and I just think, you know, we need to be more mindful about being in the present, and it is difficult to do, but sometimes little things can help us, like setting up daily reminders or writing in journals, having daily rituals, just pausing to think, practicing gratitude, giving to people without expectation of, you know, getting anything back. I just think that's that's the importance, is just valuing that each day in any way that you can. I, I love that so much, and I am so grateful for what you did for my mom during the month of March and just really grateful for the time that I got to spend here with you today, ladies. Thank you so much, Paul. This was wonderful. This is very exciting. We we truly appreciate it. I appreciate you, truly. Well, listen, when we come back from the break, we're going to reflect on the lessons of servant leadership that we've heard from today's guest. Stay with us. We'll be right 
back. Go to the bar and greet all the customers inside. I won't forget all, all that you've done for my life. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. Been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a savior, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough. And as we close out today's show, I want to just briefly talk about what we've heard from our guest. You heard from Dean Wegner how you can serve people in the workplace. You heard him talk about every single day as the CEO of his organization. He wakes up and he thinks about what do I need to do to serve my people, to empower them, to enable them to be successful in their job, in their mission. You heard from Mickey and Andy in the business idea of what can we do to serve the customer? What can we do to better tailor these gifts so they're very targeted to their very specific customers so we can bring them joy. When you talk about serving in the community, you heard Dean talk about how he serves on boards, how he's a keynote speaker, how he brings his faith to life in those different capacities. And then when you talk about faith, you heard Dean talk about how he is a man of faith, how his faith has driven everything that he has done up until this point. And that started with his military career through building up Authentically American, through the talks that he gives, and how he lives his life with his family. And when you talk about serving your family, you heard Nikki and Andy talk extensively about the idea that each day is a gift from God. And within each day, we can be a gift to other people. We can give gifts to them, but we can be a gift to them ourselves. What can we do to serve other people authentically, to show them love, to be there for them, to just be what they need in that time, whether it be their birthday or Valentine's Day or Christmas, or maybe a person's just down and they need you to be a gift of just a listening ear. I I love that so much. Now, the other thing I want to just briefly talk about is each week I share with you just a little bit about when how you put good into the universe, the universe brings it back to you. And so I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago that I happened to serve as the chapter president for the Association of the United States Army in Philadelphia. And about a month and a half ago, I had an opportunity to give the invocation for a fellow chapter president, and her name is Patty McCoy, Dr. Patty McCoy, And she runs the Audie Murphy chapter of AUSA in Texas. And she was good enough to ask me to do the invocation, the opening prayer for one of her chapter meetings. 
And I absolutely was ecstatic to do that. I, I'm good friends with Patty and, you know, I love to pray to begin with, but to be able to combine those two was great. And so after I did the opening prayer, uh, Patty continued on in her event and she sent a nice thank you email afterwards. But then I was so surprised to see that just a couple of weeks later, there was a giant package that came in the mail for me. Patty had sent me a huge basket of assorted treats from her homeland of Texas. And there are so many delicious things in there. And I've had so many of them over the past couple of weeks, more than I probably should have. But I was absolutely amazed and astounded by Patty's act of generosity towards me just for saying a prayer. And then just to top it off, just recently, Patty's come to me and she said she's involved with another organization called Our Community Salutes. And they're having a couple of events in the May time frame. And she's asked me to do the opening prayer for those events as well. And so, again, I love to pray. I'm a minister at heart. And it's one of the most important things to me in my life. And so having that opportunity to pray for people, to speak a word of life into people, to speak words of blessing over people, I thought that was just one of the nicest things that she could have ever honor me by, by asking me to pray for her event. So I really appreciate that. And thank you, Dr. Patty McCoy. Listen, next week, I have two more incredible guests for you. The first guest is Major General Clem Coward. He is a career military officer, and he currently serves as the director of the Sexual Assault Prevention and Response Office for the United States Army. My second guest is Chaplain Scott McChrystal. He's a retired Army chaplain at the rank of colonel. He's a former endorser for the Assemblies of God, and he's the executive liaison for the Warrior's Journey. I am so excited about these guests next week. Listen, I want to remind you to please sign up for my Spotify and Apple Podcast mailing list through my website at reverenddrpaul.com. That's R-E-V-D-R-Paul.com. And you can get the content each week of the radio show. So if you miss it, you can listen to it at your own convenience. Finally, as you go about your week, no matter where you're at, I'd encourage you to always ask, how can I help? Thanks for listening and join us again next week. I know the night woke up. I know the night.